What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Mike Bono, class of 2012. Mike's going to tell us everything about how we got to Bethlehem. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know. You want to know. You want to know. So as most of you can see, uh, the first product that I ordered for my merch store, which merch links in the bio, has arrived. It is the water bottle. The Mike Bono stupid shit hurt water bottle. I got three of these with three different designs. That's just the one I ordered. Uh, ordered it for my wife. She wants to see it. She can't wait. I'm super pumped to see her reaction when she gets home. I will try to post a video. She's not very keen on being on camera. So, uh, she's not like me. She's not personable. But, go to the link in the bio. Let everybody know. Stupid shit hurt. Get yours today. Gonna be awesome. Again, 10% off with the promo code SSH2021. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Mike Bono, class of 2012, uh, and for a long time, Brook County native. So it's kind of a, we're going to jump right into that. Basically, Bono, so you grew up in Fallensby. Yes, sir. Went to Brook High School. Why Bethany on the way in? Uh, honestly, Bethany wasn't one of my first choices. Um, I was an athlete at Brook. I played football and swam at Brook. And had an unfortunate injury uh, my senior year of football. Um, kept me out of swimming, but Bethany kept her scholarship for me to swim there. Uh, so I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to I wanted to swim. I wanted to keep swimming. So Bethany was the, the choice to go there, and it was 20 minutes away from home. So it, it, it was convenient too as well. So you get to Bethany. You sw- you're you're going to swim. How does yep. swimming go? How does that? What's the difference between high school swimming and college swimming for those that aren't aren't uh, involved? Uh, so much. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a complete culture shock going from high school sports to college sports. Um, I was not prepared for it. Um, I had done my physical therapy so that I could participate freshman and sophomore year, um, but did not keep myself in shape enough, but just the sheer grind of it, I would say, because coming from uh, Brooke, we swam and practice probably 23 to 3,100 yards a day, which sounds like a lot yeah, uh, to most people, but that's, that's, that's a basic practice for, for most people. I went to Bethany and we were swimming anywhere from, 4,500 to 6,100 yards a day. Um, and I was a sprinter. So that type of yardage was not in my wheelhouse at all. Um, I had swam the highest event that I could swim was 200, mm-hmm. uh, which is eight laps uh, in a typical pool, a uh, 25 yard pool. So it was just the, the, the grind of it was wasn't what I expected. Um, I hit it full force though. Uh, but 
the two a days come January was something that I I was not ready for at all because as most of them know, Bethany has their their J term or January term uh, for select students. Most freshmen have to do it, I believe, still. Uh, no, that's that's one of the programs that they've uh, for the time being has been let go. So the yeah, J- out of here. A lot of people that be listening to this, if they were current students, they would have no idea what you're talking. There was a term in January, like yeah, there was a term in January that and it was a time. <laughs> it was a time, yeah. It was fun because there wasn't that many people on campus. Uh, not a lot of people took J term, but all athletes, uh, winter sports athletes, had to be there. It's J term, uh, so we were in the water at like six a.m. Like we were in the water, which that water for most people that don't swim competitively or in a lap pool, that water is anywhere from 68 to 74 degrees. That's very cold for, for pool water. And, you know, just being in there at 6 a.m., then we had our um, team breakfast. Uh, we got a little bit of downtime. Um, then we were back in the weight room at 12 o'clock till one and then from one to three back in the pool it was it kept me busy it was it was a grind yeah but it it kept me busy which was probably a good thing uh for a college athlete uh having a set schedule was where i got to be uh certain times of the day so it was it was fun i mean i had a lot of fun um again an unfortunate injury kept me from swimming all four years but you know I, i had fun while i was at it so you talked about the athletic side and the, the transition from high school to college. How was, what was the academics like when you like coming from Brooke and then coming into Bethany as a student? Coming from Brooke to Bethany, it was, I don't want to say eerily similar uh, because college classes can be, you know, they're, they're a little bit more difficult than high school classes, obviously, but the class sizes was what really helped. I mean, I, Went Brook, there was maybe 25, 30 kids in a class, which is typical for Bethany, yeah. uh, at least when we were there. So the class sizes and having that one-on-one, your professors actually know your name and not all oh, your student four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, four. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. It's, you're Bono, it's, you're Carlo, yeah. you're. They, they knew me as Bono, which was awesome uh, because my, it's not my real name. Uh, a lot of people don't know that my actual name is Michael Bonaventura. So I go by Mike Bono for obvious reasons. Uh, so it was, it was just, uh, it was nice to, to see that and have that personal connection with, uh, professors who I'm still friends with on Facebook for, with a lot of them. And, you know, they're commenting on my stuff every time. I'm sorry, dogs. That's part of it. <laughs> well, part of this Zoom adventure. Here, here's here's the thing like every time i'm on my computer or i'm doing something that has to be recorded or anything like that this dog just decides i want to be on air and i want to be on and he starts barking his head off and he's deaf so i can't yell at him so like he can't hear me so it's not like i people are like well why don't you yell at your dog I, he can't hear me he's, he's yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna hear me so <laughs> so in the sense, you were, for those who don't know, you, you studied communications. Yes. Um, what was that like? Because that time that you're at Bethany, kind of, we overlap for two years, but it's the beginning of the revamp of the comm department. I mean, the TV studio gets a whole renovation, the radio station, the tower. I mean, there's a lot of things going on at that point. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, 
actually had the track of sports journalism under the communications uh, umbrella and revamping the TV station. I was one of the ones who was, you know, helping get in the studio ready, helping, you know, making sure there's the cameras worked and stuff like that. I was editing stuff for that was going out on the on the Internet. Um, and the radio is really where I had a lot of fun. Um, I was the sports director of the radio station for a year. I got to announce every home sporting event, uh, football, basketball, baseball, softball, even had lacrosse uh, was just getting started when I was doing that. So that was a lot of fun. I actually got to announce the PAC soccer championships, which was a big thing for me, which was really fun. I was sitting up at the, uh, what was his name? Coach Z, uh, his house on his back deck in like February <laughs> all bundled up because we were outside, but it was, it was fun looking over the whole field and, you know, it was, it was an experience and wrote from the tower for a semester. Uh, they gave me the beat of the food on campus. So any story, yeah, you should, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a tough beat. I'll tell you That's that. That's a rough one to take on in that time frame. At that time frame, yeah, you the confetti Wednesday was a hot was a uh, was about the only hot topic you could have written about. That was my that was my best story, chicken patty Wednesday. Uh, (laughs) But just going around and talking to all the employees that were there uh, that worked in the food at um, it was Moreland at the time. I think it's the Bethany Beanery now, or if that's changed, I don't know. It's the hub. hub. Uh, Yeah. So um, and um, Boomers. was there? I don't. Again, probably not the name of it now. But that's, no, it's not existent now. Doesn't it? It's not there. It's gone. Existent. That was the place to be, though, to eat. I'll tell you that. I mean, nobody I, went to the calf. Points. I avoided boomers. the calf. It was boomers. I'm going to boomers. What do you guys want? We're, you know. But Wednesday was the only day I went to the cafeteria. It was chicken patty Wednesday. I, I knew. I'm using my peel pass today for the yep. for that. I'll tell you a lot of my uh, meal points went to coffee. That was, that was a big thing at uh, the hub now, or at the time it was um, the Bain and Moreland and yeah, Moreland and the Bethany Beanery. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was a difficult beat. I'll, I'll tell you that. So on the social side, there was obviously an establishment in town that's no longer existent and you were a member of a fraternity on campus. Yes. Delta Tau Delta. Why, why did you go Greek and why was dealt where you ended up? Uh, why I went Greek. Um, you know what, to this day, I'm, I'm really, I, I fought it, you know, my freshman year, I'm not, I'm not joining the house. I'm not joining. No, I don't want to be Greek. I'd seen all the movies, the animal houses. I was like, I, I just, I just want to do my four years, get my get degree out. and get out. Um, I ended up doing five years. So I did a victory lap. So, you know, it's, <laughs> we've all taken one or two. <laughs> yeah. But um, I had had a lot of friends from high school um, that I'd played football with uh, that were there. I'd seen them in the cafeteria and they came up to me like, Hey, you going Greek in like sophomore year. And I was like, you know, I got, I just, I don't think it's for me. They're like, what? You partied with us all the time in high school. I was like, it's, high school this is this is college I mean I I get it I mean I was like you know what fine I'll check it out and went up to a couple of the the houses um Delt was really the one that just kind of felt like home and like I could be myself there 
a lot of crazy guys at that time. Um, a lot of fun had at that time. Uh, but we still got down uh, to business when it happened. I mean, for everyone who's not Greek or not wanting to join a Greek house, it's not Animal House. I mean, yes, we have our parties. That's that's call it what it is. It's college. You're going to have your parties. You're going to have your fun. But it was really that they dove into a lot of the philanthropy events and getting that out there. When I started, it was Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And I thought that was cool uh, to go and hang out with the kids and just, you know, give them something to do and feel like, you know, they're important. Um, And then for whatever reason, that got shut down and it went to bleed purple. Um, So that was helping out that too as well. And then we partnered with the the Zetas for their breast cancer awareness. And I, I don't know if they still do this, but I know at that time I was the head of the philanthropy department. And we had a chicken cookout and I called it eat a breast, save a chest. And that, I mean, for years, I know that that had ran and like people loved it. It was just a catchy name, something that was fun. And all the houses came up and joined and participated. So it was, it was, that's what really made me want to go Greek and, you know, seeing all the good that they can do and wow, still having fun. And on the topic of having fun, there, like I brought up earlier, there was that building that is yep. across the street from where I live. Uh, any stories that you would like to tell <laughs> that you can remember or that are, are air appropriate, I guess? Um, <laughs> I, there's so many that run through my head right now. I know one, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's real quick. I mean, we were at the establishment. Um, we had had our fun. It was last call. I decided I'm going to walk home. And yes, people, I walked home. I didn't drive home. We all walked, walked home. We all walked home. Um, but I was leaving, and you know, there was that little lip, like right that stepped down right to the outside. Well, I may have had a little bit too much fun that night, and Missed there was a, yes, there was a Bethany PD standing right in front of the door. And at this time, you know, uh, we'll say I was close to of age. Uh, <laughs> um, take a day or two. It was, it, yeah, was, it, was, it was a couple hours and I was, you know, it was, but I had tripped and I had lost my balance and my face hit him right smack dab in the middle of his chest. And he kind of caught me and held me up. And I was like, whoa. And he goes, yeah, I went, watch that step, man. Someone's going to get hurt. Patted him on the shoulder and just walked away as fast as I possibly could. And for those of you that don't understand, that might sound like a very awkward story to somebody that went to Pitt, WVU, Penn State, or any big school where if you if you bumped into a cop, you're probably getting at least a citation. Yeah. And Bethany, they were just happy that we were walking home. Yeah, he was really just, I think he stared me down, made sure I didn't get in the car or anything like that, but I hoofed it home, and I was at the far end of campus. It's whew, <laughs> the, the drunk path, as we used to call it, the, to get home. The drunk path that, for being a drunk path, was not the safest of all the routes oh, you could take. That was the worst route to take. <laughs> like, people would go, are you going to go the drunk path? No, I choose life today. Like... <laughs> I'm cool. I'll take my chances on this big hill right here. I don't. (laughs) But 
So that's a good place. We're going to take a pause. I have to send it to KJ Karen Dunn with Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, you go on to Instagram, it's maple underscore shade dot outdoors, or you can follow them on YouTube after you hit like and subscribe to this channel and video. And also, Mike, if you want a uh, <clears throat> soft plug for Spotify and the Rush Hour Rants. Yeah, uh, it's the, the Ride Home Rants, uh, my podcast that uh, I've started back in December. Um, it has grown uh, more than I expected. Uh, we just hit over a thousand downloads uh, yesterday, actually. And it's a show started with me on my daily ride home from work, just complaining about my day. Um, just anything that got under my skin or anything like that. Uh, but you can find it uh, not only on Spotify, you can find it on Apple, Google, uh, iHeartRadio, um, or you can find it at the, the website, ridehomerants.buzzsprout.com. Um, and from there, you can, if you have a favorite platform, you can, you can go right onto the right onto that platform from there but we got some guests pretty good big guests that have been on the show we just interviewed uh former nfl quarterback ricky stansby uh so that's a big show that's one and we got a couple uh good ones coming up that are already in the work so check it out and hook your brother up with the with the download also look out for the merch because he might mm -hmm. be, may or may not be drinking from the merch uh no yeah that's it's not like this is the Mike Bono stupid should hurt uh, merch line uh, that is out. Uh, stupid should hurt .myshopify.com. Um, just started and I got to say I'm loving the water bottles for, for sure. Well, this has been Mike Bono. I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. We'll be back for Bono to tell us how comps went, more about, the, about Mike Bono, the comedian, and how did he get to there? But we'll be right back. Go ahead, KJ. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk, so I'll talk to y'all later. What's up, everybody? So it's Wednesday. It's Ride Home Rants Podcast Day. Go there, check it out. Got a great episode. I brought my man Fiddy Falcone back to the back to the show manager of the podcast big sports episode we go into a lot we talk about a lot so go there it's ridehomerants.buzzsprout.com you can check it out there also i got a link on my website brand new website mikebottocomedy.com you can find it there too as well <clears throat> also on my website i do have a list of shows, well, show, I only have one show lined up right now, but this Saturday, April the 10th, three days, Latonia, Ohio at the Tipsy Cow, 16 comics on the slate, everybody come out and support us, it's going to be a great time.
What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Mike Bono, class of 2012. Uh, we covered everything that you could do at during Mike's time here at Bethany, for the most part. I think we kept it pretty PG. Um, <laughs> now we're going to talk about that damn test that connects all of us together. Were you a, were you a winner or a spring? I was a spring. So you got the one week to just be on campus, but study. Yeah. So what was studying like for communication comps back then? Um, it was, it was hectic. Um, that one week, um, luckily i had a couple of buddies of mine. He's been on the show, David Hartman. Um, me and him went to the brook together. So we, we played football together. He actually lived right behind my parents' house. So I grown up with this with this man so um we had went down to beta and then into the library and we just we crammed we we grabbed as many people as we knew at the time that would want to study with us and we all kind of just put our heads together and and studied a lot of flashcards I, I and this was before technology really is where it is today so it was actual physical cards that you were flipping through and trying and then the the girl i was dating at the time every night would just grab the flashcards and then she would just randomly start asking me questions and it helped obviously i i passed thank god uh because <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what you you don't become a comedian when you're when you're book smart um i'll, I'll tell you that much right off the rip uh, <laughs> but um you know it was it was a, a good time to actually because me and Dave Hartman we I mean we both kind of went our separate ways when we went to college uh he went beta I went dealt uh for those of you who know those two are rival houses and you know I, I think they still are um I'm pretty sure that's never gonna die so we, we kind of went our separate ways but then we realized what are we doing we've been friends for decades why are we just now not gonna yeah, now we're now we're just okay. You're there. I'm here. See it. No, it's we we came together and you know a bunch of us sat down and cranked it out. I mean, I studied probably four or five hours a day for a week for this test. I mean, this test is no joke for those of you who are current students. I mean, don't take it lightly, uh, like most people will. Um, but it's it's a good test. It's, it, it really lets you know what you what you know and what you don't know. So the feeling when you, when you get told you passed comps, for those who don't know, there's two sections. You had two days of writing and then you have to wait. For most people, you have to wait a little bit. And then you go yeah. into a, uh, an hour long discussion with a panel. Uh, yep. Do you remember anybody that was on your panel? I remember everybody that was on my panel. Um, Dr. Sutherland, uh, Professor Emmy Gamble and um, oh, I was an accounting professor. What the hell was his name? Uh, can't think of his name. I know, I know, I can see his face. I can't, I can't think of his name. But I mean, I, I remember talking to them. Um, he was the one who actually hit me with the hardest questions while we were in there. Um, one, I'm still not sure to this day was a legit question or if it was a trick question. <laughs> Um, because he asked me, he was like, all right, you want to go the sports route? Uh, so let's say 
you're not supposed to announce a game, but the guy who was supposed to gets hurt, something, you know, he can't do it. Now you have to fill in. I was like, all right. He goes, where's the first place you're going? I was like, it's the first place I'm going as in, like, to work? Or, like, I don't understand what you need. I need more to that question. I'm sorry. That's, that's a very loaded question. And he goes, game starts in four hours. And who's the first person you're talking to? I was like, all right, well, I mean, first person I'd probably talk to would be the coaches, you know, get the rosters. Um, so I didn't sound like an idiot. He goes, they're not available. Okay, I'd see who the referees were for the event. Uh, I'd probably go to them and see if they have any information. They're not available either. Uh, all right. Um, I would go to the athletic directors or, you know, if this is college, high school, you know, I would go to somebody in charge of the athletics of both schools, see what's going on. They're not available. When I don't know what you want from me here. I really, I really don't. I mean, you I don't want understand. you to like stalk somebody outside the locker room. Like you're knocking on doors. Like, like I don't. He never elaborated as to where I should go. To this day, I still don't know the answer to this question and if I got it right or not. I mean, I went through every avenue that you could possibly think of, and I was just like, I don't know. I literally looked at him and like broke all professional protocol that I was I was sitting there I had my suit and tie on I was sitting straight and I just slumped over I was like I don't know what you want from me like I don't know I'm just, I'm trying my best man my stress level is through the roof right now like can we just uh, that was supposed to be an easy question oh this is going to be a long hour so you get through the hour what is the feeling when you walk out to your group yeah it was the the biggest euphoric moment I had ever had because Emmy Gamble, me and her were pretty close. Uh, she was my advisor. Um, so most don't know, they send you out of the room after that hour, make you sit, and then they deliberate on whether you passed or not. And I'm freaking out at this point because I'm like, this should not be taking this long. It felt like it was another hour. It was probably five minutes. But it, at that time, I was like, this should not be taking this long. Oh, no, I'm coming back for a sixth year to take this test again. And they call me back in the room. Amy Gamble looks at me and she goes, you might want to sit down. I was like, oh, no. So I sit down and she goes, well, you know, you were, you were kind of right on that edge. I mean, you were, you were close. And I'm sorry to say this, but congratulations, you passed. I shot out of my seat and like the, everything was like, oh, I should punch you in the face for that. Like, cause that was the scariest moment of my life. Like, why would you do that to me? Hugged everybody in there. And even Virgil Thompson, that was his name. That was, I knew it would come to me. Uh, he was not a touchy feely kind of guy. And I wrapped him up in a big old bear hug. And just <laughs> um Walked out. All my brothers were there. All my friends were there. It was great. Everybody was cheering. Um, they had some adult beverages for me waiting, uh, which was much needed at that point in time because it was going from the scariest moment to holy crap, I just graduated college. Like this is this is where it is. This is it. Like it was it was insane. And from there, what was the next move? Uh, the next move. Uh, from there, you know, really tried to think about where I wanted to to go uh, with my life and career. Um, 
but I also needed a job because bills and student loans weren't going to stop just because I graduated and it's only been a month. And so started applying around, got on, oh, excuse me, Indeed, um, ZipRecruiter, you know, all those mm-hmm. sites. Um, found a job at a local radio station, uh, 106.3, The River. Um Worked there, uh, did a little bit. I had my own show on uh, Saturday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m., um, which at the time was nice because I did get a full-time job at Verizon Wireless at that time, too, so I could pre-record my show the night before. And it was a very weird experience driving into work and listening to myself on the radio. Uh, it was just, hey, that's me. Like <laughs> it, was, it was a weird experience, but... And I started working in sales and the hours at sales just wouldn't allow me to work at the radio station anymore. So had to say bye to them because, I mean, the radio was only part time. uh, So I was only getting like 10, 12, maybe 20 hours a week at best. So wasn't going to pay the bills. So went where the money was. And from there, you know, moved around a little, not moved around, uh, but uh, moved jobs a little bit, went from Verizon to AT&T. Uh, from there, I became a manager at AT&T in their St. Clairsville location for about three years. Uh, from there, um, then met my now wife, uh, decided she was making more money than I was. Stayed home dad was kind of where I needed to be. She had had a, uh, a son who's now my stepson. Um, and took care of him for a little bit and then realized I, I need to do something. Um, I, I, I love playing with the little man all day and playing video games and Legos and all that. That's all fun and dandy, but got to do something. Uh, so then I went and managed in Anytime Fitness uh, in Steubenville. I uh, did that for a little while. And then um, <clears throat> in there, um, is when I really got started into comedy. Okay. Um, former uh, fraternity brother, Tom Nelson. Um, everybody knows Tom Danger Nelson. Um, he was doing comedy shows. He was doing comedy himself. And he had had a show at a local bar in Steubenville. And he had asked me to come watch a couple times. And I did and it was fun and then one time it was like the show there was starting to really take off he could actually start paying some of the comedians that were coming there and he calls me like three days before the show and he was like hey i have a very serious question for you i was like okay you're never serious so let's see where this is going and he goes i had a comedian drop out it's going to ruin the entire show I'll have to give back the cover charge because we won't be able to do it. The bar is going to lose money. We're going to lose money. Will you go on stage? I was like, um, and this show's in three days. He was like, yeah, uh, just you'd be helping me out, man. I, you don't even have to be funny. Just go up and plug 15 to 20 minutes. That's all I need from you. I was like, ah, you know what for you? Yeah, man, I'll do it. He goes, cool. I'll write all your jokes. I went, no. And he goes, what? I went, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to write my jokes. I'll go up. If I mom, I bomb. I'm not really doing this. Well, show up to 
the bar about an hour before he even needs to get there to set up. So I'm super early. Um, decided that the nerves were a little too much, needed to get more liquid courage in me. Um, and so he's going through the, the running order. He was like, all right, so we're going to put you on first because let's face it, you're probably going to bomb. Um, it's like, okay, first time I get it. Yeah. He goes, and then we'll come in and we'll save the show. I was like, cool, let's do it. Well, as fate have it, I went up and I absolutely killed the room. Like just laughter everywhere. And that feeling on stage of hearing people laugh and having a good time. And it really, it stuck with me. And I was like, I could see me doing this. I mean, I, I like that everyone used to say I'm a pretty funny guy. Um, I, I like to think I am. I'd done some open mics and stuff at Bethany and all that. And just to fill some time and help some people out there. And so the best thing about that show is, well, not the best thing, but for me, it was the best thing. But every other comic that went on after me bombed because I was that funny. And the funniest thing all of them said was, who put this running order together? I mean, Bono comes up, it's his first time ever on stage and he absolutely kills the room. And now I'm not funny because he is hilarious apparently. And like, it was just, that was the funniest thing they all said. And eight coming up on nine years later, I'm still doing comedy to this day. So how did last year, uh, I mean, obviously you started your podcast, but how did yeah. your, how did last year affect you as a, as a comedian? Because you weren't able to go on stage and be in front of people. Absolutely crushed it. I mean, it, it killed every, all the momentum I had built up for the past eight years, well, seven years at that time. Um, I didn't tell a lot of people this, but I was actually in talks with a low budget agent who was about to sign me to their label and really kicked my comedy career off. And then COVID hit and he was like, look, you're really an up and comer. You, you, you don't have a lot of credits. Your online presence isn't that great, but we, we just can't take the risk now that everything's shutting down. And at the time I was like, I mean, I get it, but I mean, you were gung ho three days ago, like about to send me over the paperwork to sign everything. Cause you're in Georgia. And, but uh, now, whatever. Yeah. now it's in, that's when he said, you know what, build up your online presence and maybe we'll talk when all this is over. So a uh, couple months later, turn to the Ride Home Rants podcast. Uh, that is really one of the main reasons I had started the show, but um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and for me, it's I'm more of a numbers guy because I played sports my entire life uh, and going on the site and seeing how many people have downloaded the shows, how many people are listening to the shows and where they're at. I mean, um, for my show, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's blown up. It's in 16 different countries and over 270 cities in those countries. That's where it's heard at right now. Um, so to, to have that kind of, success in a short amount of time i really want to call this guy and just the the ego and me be like yeah couldn't take a risk on me huh i mean i'm i'm heard worldwide now buddy they, you, so, but, but i'm not i'm gonna humble myself and, and not do that but that's kind of the start of the podcast too as well so 
So we've come to that point. We're gonna, I'm going to ask you one more question. I'm going to give you one more chance to plug everything, and then we'll send it to the, the staple of Bethany, of Bethany, the town, Chambers General Store. Um, so my last question is, if you're talking to somebody right now, Brook High School kid, Pennsylvania high school kid, high school kid in one of the 16 other countries that hear you worldwide, <laughs> why Bethany? Why Bethany? I mean, I would just say the personal connection you make with everybody on campus. Um, you know everybody there. I think when we were there, it was only like 900 students that went to the college, roughly, give or take. Yeah. Um, but it was around that number. It's a very small, tight-knit community of people who you're going to see every day you're going to have classes with these people you might be in some clubs with these people you might become brothers or sisters with these people uh in the greek housing but um, along with that is like i said earlier is just the connection you make with your professors um having that one-on-one -on -one time with them and them actually knowing your name or nicknames as uh they all know me as mike bono uh, which is great. <laughs> it's, it's still, uh, it does help. It does help. It, it does. Cause I, I mean, I still remember even to this day, um, fraternity alumni, uh, came back and it was during Greek sing and he came up and shook his hand. I was like, hi, I'm Michael Bonaventura. And they go, and my brothers go, who the hell is Michael Bonaventura? <laughs> That's my actual name guys. That's just, I am not. I have one of those. I have a real I have name. An name. It's not Bono. My name is. I'm not the lead singer from U2. Uh, that's not who I am. But yeah, it's that's my actual name. They didn't know my actual name, which uh, still makes. Me I laugh. didn't know your actual name until after you graduated. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would go, "Mike's here," and I'll go, "No, Bono's here." No, Bono's here. It's not Mike. Bono? No, that's Mike. No, it's not. No, Mike, big Mike, maybe, but Bono? No, Bono's Bono. Bono it's always Bono. Um, but yeah, um, the the connection that you make with everybody and you really, you hold on to those long after you graduate. I mean, I, I still, like I said, I follow all my professors on social media. They still, every now and again, will like, comment on a, a lot of my stuff. You know, you, you keep that connection with them. And I know... I could pick up the phone and call them anytime and they'll answer. Uh, so that would be my one thing, you know, going there and having that personal connection and it will definitely help. And lastly, before we send it to Harry Chambers, give us every, give us the rundown on where we can find you and what's coming up in your near future. Uh, okay. Uh, so coming up, in the near future, I'm working on a couple show dates. I don't have them set in stone yet. I'm still working with the booking agent there to, to get some more shows. Uh, but uh, you will see all those on my website, uh, MikeBonoComedy.com. Uh, from there, you can get a link right to my podcast, uh, the Ride Home Rants podcast. Uh, like I said, heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, it's, it's everywhere. There's so many, I can't even name all of them. Um, 
And with that, there are links on all of them to my merch store. I'll even put it up here if the background will allow me here. Um, it is the Mike Bono Stupid Should Hurt uh, merchandise line. Uh, where that came from, it is actually a tagline in one of my main jokes as a comedian. I say that, you know, the stupid questions that you get on a daily basis, and I think stupid should hurt the person who's asking the questions. So uh, <laughs> that's where, <laughs> that is where that comes from. And stupid should hurt. Um, as of right now, the store did just get up and running uh, a couple of days ago. So I am offering 10% off uh, your first purchase uh, with the promo code SSH2021. Uh, you can go there. The entire store is wide open. So whatever you purchase, type in that promo code. I'll take 10% off the, your entire first purchase. Uh, you can find me on all my social media. I'm pretty bland, and most of it is uh, at Mike Bono Comedy. Uh, so, uh, Don't type in me. Mike Bonaventura. It's Mike Bono. Yeah, Mike Bono Comedy. Uh, you'll find my fan page, my Instagram, my Twitter uh, my TikTok is the only one that's different, and it's not that different. It's Mike Bono and the number two. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can find me there. Um, and if I'm coming to a show in a town near you, please come out and support some live comedy. Uh, we need to get back to this. Um, I know the pandemic hurt a lot of people and a lot of comedians and a lot of entertainers. So come out and support us. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And plus, there's a 99.9% chance we're going to make you laugh. And if Bono's headlining, don't worry about watching the rest of them because it's it's just not. <laughs> Bono, thank you for being on the show. I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Along My Tour, class of 2012. Michael Bonaventura, but for these purposes, it's Mike Bono. Um we have to send it to Harry Chambers because if Chambers doesn't have it, you don't need it. You can still buy those shirts at Chambers. You can either go to their Facebook page or you can come to Bethany and stop at the store and purchase something. Uh, they're currently out of the Shroom Capital of the World shirts, the second run of them, but they are getting a third run of those somewhere around homecoming, maybe. So we're going to keep an eye out for that. But uh this has been the alumni tour. I am Carla Guadagnino. Harry Chambers, take it away. You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition. Bethany, West Virginia, Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts, and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. So I wanted to get it out there. Um, I got four shows lined up for the month of August right now. I got one this Friday in Salem, Ohio. I got one Sunday the 8th at Maslin, Ohio in the Crackpots Comedy Club. Brand new comedy club just opened up in Maslin, Ohio. It's going to be a fun time there. Then I head to Akron on the 19th uh, doing the roast show. 
And then I am back in my favorite spot so far in Ohio is Latonia, Ohio, back at the Tipsy Cow. I love that show. I love that bar. I love everybody there. It's a great time. So if you're in those areas, you should come out and support some live comedy. If you're not, make the trip. It's going to be well worth it. There's a lot of great comics on the slate. We're going to keep it funny, as always. You want to know by now.